and welcome to Friends and Family, the podcast where I sit down with my family and talk about friends. Yeah, was say, that well, was me. One of us was off. That was me. I was a little off. I feel like I clapped right into the mic. So sorry if your ears are just <laughs> gone. Yeah, it spiked pretty good there. Sorry if your ears are bleeding. That's fine. Um, so this is episode six, the one with the butt. Uh, it debuted on October twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four. This has an eight point zero out of ten on IMDb, and it was directed by Arlene Sanford. Interesting. This one and the last episode, both directed by women. Perfect. Kind of cool. I love that. Uh, here's a synopsis. Joey gets offered a movie role as a body double. Uh, Monica tries to be less conservative. And Chandler dates a married woman. There you go. In a nutshell, that's what this is about. So, uh, the opening scene. Oh, well, first of all, this is... I don't know if I fully agree with this, but apparently this is the first episode where we see the Rachel haircut. I will say yes, just because her hair has always been up. Right. Either a half do or it's in like a claw clip. It's always it's always been up. It's never been down. Can I check this first? Yeah. Check away. Because I have HBO Max up. So I just want to see. Because I always thought that the, the Rachel haircut kind of was more of a second season thing. And I always thought it just was there. Just there? Yeah. Yeah. Because I... She does have more iconic hair towards the second season. That's what I was thinking. But here you do see it down for the first time. No. It's... There's episode one. It's straight and flat. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's up in both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think it is. All right. Well, there you go. Um. So... We're at a theater, and Joey's starring in a play called Freud, uh, exclamation point. It's not just Freud, it's Freud. Freud. Uh, Rachel's excited to see Joey's play. Joey is playing Sigmund Freud. Um, It's funny because (laughs) Chandler says you can always tell that there's somebody who's never seen one of his plays. There's no feeling of dread. (laughs) <laughs> no impending doom. No impending doom. I've been in this position. I've been in Joey's position where people have come to see my plays. I don't know if they wanted to or not, but they did. <laughs> so I looked up to see if this was a real play. Yeah. And I think they kind of loosely based it. There's a couple of different plays about Freud. Mm-hmm. There's one with a very powerful feminist who she just hates Freud. All together, and she makes sense. Yeah, she does it by herself. It's a one-woman play, and then it goes from different people. But then there is also a different musical about Freud. So there is well. a musical. Yeah, oh, it's just called okay. Freud. Is there an exclamation point? No, it's just Freud. Not Freud. Freud. Mm, okay. All right. Um. So the people. <laughs> they say magic is about to happen. Uh, the the lights go down. Joey's sitting there, dresses Freud, woman on the couch. He has a terrible German accent, by the way. 
I think he says problem instead of problem. <laughs> Your problem is quite clear. Uh, then he starts to sing. Uh, I love when Joey sings. Yeah. <laughs> But I miss I miss the extended version of that of that scene because he dances so too. Funny, it's so funny. It's a simple movement, but there's something about it that's just mm-hmm. so funny. It's like this quick step and shuffle mm-hmm. that he does, but his <laughs> arms are so stiff that it's it's just too funny. Have you seen the? Um, I can't remember who's interviewing Matt LeBlanc. Because someone's interviewing him in his older years mm-hmm. and he gets up and he sings and does that dance does he for the audience and it, it's still just so like yeah. stiff movement it is hilarious um so then we cut to the opening we come back uh joey's on stage everybody's clapping the the people that were in this play apparently there's only a few there was him woman on the couch some old woman and two guys in straight jackets <laughs> <laughs> kind of play is this? I don't know. Um. So Joey goes back to change or whatever, and Chandler notices this woman. Uh, also sitting in the theater. Um. Why did I? Oh yeah yeah yeah. What I noticed is, did you notice the theater seats? in this little theater they do not match none of them nope. it's like there's some folding chairs there's like kitchen chairs there's bar stools like it's it's just this hodgepodge of chairs it's really odd so i don't know i looked up the theater where they did this i don't know if it's just the screenshot or whatever but it is the theater where they do a lot of off-broadway plays in mm-hmm. new york and so maybe it's just that's the only chairs they could find. Okay. Because I've done a play where it's like a black box theater, but I think we had like bleachers. Or I can't remember. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, uh, the woman he sees, her name is Aurora. Uh, she's played by Sofia Milos. She was born September 27th, 1965 in uh, Zurich, Switzerland, by the way. Uh, she's known for CSI Miami. Uh, the Sopranos, and she has 52 acting credits. Yeah, apparently she was a regular on CSI Miami. She was like the number two person. So, um, so Chandler goes over to talk to her. I, I, I really noticed the '90s clothes in this scene. Ross in his big old ugly sweater. Chandler's wearing this really oversized shirt. I, I know you guys hate it, but I love it. I can't stand it. I really can't. It, it, like, it seems comfortable. Like, the guys seem comfortable, mm-hmm. but it just looks so bad. I like it. It's so mismatchy and mm-hmm. just all over the place. Layers upon layers Not upon players, layers. Players. I like layers. <laughs> okay. Well, you're like... Ross in this episode then because he has a lot of layers. He does have a lot of layers. Oh, the dude wears so many shirts. Yes. A lot of Sorry shirts. Not sweating profusely. Especially under those stage lights. Yeah. Could he be wearing any more <laughs> shirts? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um so Chandler goes over to talk to her. Uh Joey comes out. 
Um, they congratulate him. They say he says, "What do you think of the play?" They congratulate him again, the exact same way, because uh, apparently the play is just not very good. Um, <laughs> then uh, Chandler comes over to Joey and hands him a card. It says, the usher wanted me to give you this. So this talent agency gave the card to the usher. The usher gave the card to Chandler. Chandler gave the card to Joey. This makes no sense. When did he have time to talk to an usher when he was talking to this woman? I think the usher just came up to him because I bet Chandler had been there multiple times with Joey. Oh, so maybe it was like a familiar rarity. Yeah, I think it was already familiar. Ah, okay. I was going to say, the usher got a lucky break if he didn't know that Chandler knew Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really, <laughs> I like Phoebe's line here. He said, maybe they want to sign me. And Phoebe goes, based on this play? Oh, based on this play. Based on this play. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, so then we cut to the coffee shop. Chandler's talking about his date. This was kind of interesting. They don't do this much in later seasons or at all. But it's like Chandler starts telling the story. They cut to the date. And then it cuts back to the friends responding to what's happening on the date. It's weird. It's, it was a weird way to do this. Um... Uh, oh, Chandler says that they talk to like two in the morning. How late is the coffee shop open? Maybe it's a 24 hour thing. But like there were chairs on top of tables and, and stuff like the lights were really low. Well, it's like, it's like Monaco with Alan. Yeah, that's true. And they're just there. I think they know the owner. They must. I, they must because two in the morning. I, don't know. I think they're just like ah, oh, these are the upstairs neighbors. We'll right. Have them lock up. Right. Um. So turns out that she is married, and she has a boyfriend. Uh. So Chandler is basically just a sexual relationship with this woman. And I thought it was funny when Monica goes, oh, sorry, it's not going to work out. And Chandler goes, what are you talking about? I'm seeing her again <laughs> next Tuesday, whatever she says. It's like, didn't you hear the story? Like, yeah, okay. Um, so, there's one thing that, that always bugs me about Friends is when, whenever Ross starts talking about something... It has to do with dinosaurs or something, but it has to do with history. Like they either pretend to, they all pretend to be asleep or, you know, they interrupt and whatever. It's like, are you guys that shallow? Are you that shallow? It, yeah. It is his passion and something he's yeah. excited about. And yeah. like, if you're really his friends, yeah, you'd listen. It's like, you can't talk to anybody else about this. Right. He's divorced. Yeah. <laughs> Not dating currently as we know of. I mean, I wanted to hear the rest of that. I'm like, he's like, okay, well, historically, you know, tell us, tell us about monogamy. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Jerks. Um, so we're back at Monica's apartment. Uh, I did, I, I did mention it, but I actually wrote it down. Ross is wearing so many layers. <laughs> he's wearing a coat, 
or like a sport jacket. He's wearing a, a blue button down. He's wearing a long sleeve shirt under that. Not to mention you're doing this in front of a live studio audience mm-hmm. most of the time. So it's like them packed in there, the crew and cast packed in there, and the lights. It's just hot. Yeah. He had to be dying. Yeah. Like these first few seasons, they had to be so hot Especially all the time. Especially the dudes. Because yeah. like... Even Rachel's pajamas, it's just like a t-shirt and shorts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Monica's in her just jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, so, they walk in and Rachel surprises everybody. And apparently she's cleaned the apartment. Um, and we find out about Monica's OCD because Rachel moved the green ottoman to another spot and uh, that doesn't sit well with Monica. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I kind of agree with the placement that Monica has it because it is kind of in the way where Rachel put it a little it's like bit. right in front of the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like she says, oh, it's going to be another spot around the around the coffee table, but it's like, well, yeah, but it's right in front of the right in front of the TV. Yeah, but then it is her apartment, and she cleans it, and she likes it the way it is. Maybe she doesn't think Rachel's going to stay there for much longer, and so she doesn't think of it as it being Rachel's apartment too. That's true. Um, so this is also when we find out that. Uh, Phoebe lived with Monica for a short time and they start giving her these little scenarios like not paying the phone bill on time. Um, what is, what does Rachel say? What's that scenario Rachel does? Cause Chandler does the condensation in the glass, not paying the phone bill on time. What, what is, Oh, the laundry detergent with the easy pour spout. Easy that's, spout. that's right. Back that's right. That's chat. right. Back right. to laundry chat. There for the last episode. Um, and so Joey walks in, he's on the phone with his agent and apparently he's got a part in the new Al Pacino movie where apparently he's going to play Al Pacino's butt. It's going to be his body double. Butt double. Yep. Now, this is a thing in Hollywood. Body doubles are a thing. Whether it's the actor or actress doesn't want to do nudity, so they get somebody else to do it, or it's a stunt double, or the actress is too old and saggy and wrinkly to appear nude on film. (laughs) That is terrible. (laughs) It is, but it happens. You're too old and gross. Yeah. So we got to get somebody younger <laughs> that actually people want to see with their clothes off. You've because... got too much back knee. Yeah. Because, ew. Your butt ew. is not it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's a whole history on this. And you can go look it up. There's a lot of uh, body doubles that have happened that may not think of. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and now what they do, because of technology, they can have somebody that is nude but then superimpose the person's like face on them like there's that famous scene in game of thrones don't know if you guys watched that but the whole shame scene where the queen is walking down and she has to do her walk of shame 
and she's nude. It wasn't actually the actress, though you see her face, because they... How is it like that deep fake situation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so they start, uh, (laughs) cracking jokes about that, about how he's going to be Al Pacino's butt double. Invite us all to the big opening. Big opening. (laughs) Cracked your way into show business. (laughs) So then we cut to the morning. We're back in Monica's apartment and Joey needs to moisturize because it's the big day. The scene bothers me. Okay. For what reasons? Chandler walks in. Mm Mm-hmm. Goes to give Joey the phone. Yeah. And Monica goes, I don't think you want to go in there. He goes, we're roommates. He walks in and still freaks out. Right. So. So what was he expecting? What what were you expecting expecting to see? Because if you were cool with him being naked, Mm -hmm. then why did you freak out? Yeah. Or I thought maybe he was like on the toilet or something. Maybe. And like Chandler would be fine with that. I don't know. I don't know. Because why would he be? He's just getting into a shower. I don't think he was getting into the shower. No, no, no. He's getting into a shower for the scene that he's filming. Well, you gotta have why he'd be opening anything. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe so. Shaving the hair back there. Maybe. Not easy to do. Trust me. Um. (laughs) So maybe what he's doing. This, this, this. I always picture this scene in my mind from Chandler's point of view. Chandler walks in. Joey has his back to the door. He's bent over. He has moisturizer in his hands, and he's just going to town. That's kind of yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, because that would be the only scenario where Chandler, I think, would See, freak I out. I just pictured him standing up and rubbing lotion on his bum. Mm. That's all I right, of, right, so. right, right. I was like, why is he freaking out? He's walking into a closed bathroom that he was told not to walk into. Mm-hmm. Said it's cool because they're roommates. Still freaked out. Right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then uh, 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 Chandler asks Monica if she has any, like, breakfast stuff because Aurora spent the night and, and uh, he has, like, he says 20 minutes before she goes to see Ethan. Tw- Sorry. 20 minutes. He's going to make breakfast for this woman in 20 minutes. And he grabs a lot of stuff. He grabs like eggs and a pan and bread. And like, what are you going to do? I feel like TV does this a lot. Like moms making breakfast in the morning before their kids have to be to school in five mm-hmm. minutes. And they're at the stove yeah, making breakfast. Yeah. And you're like, this isn't Saturday morning. Just yeah. pour a bowl of cereal and go. Even on Saturday mornings as a mom, I will just give them Pop-Tarts. Right. Or like, it's or like Saturday, want to sleep in. Like, yeah, like a chewy bar. Like, I get to sleep in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're up at six. Right, right. So it's like, here, eat this. Have but a yeah. bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. This is parenting with Katie. <laughs> Parent chat. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do realize that a lot. In a lot of sitcoms, it's like, you have to be to work in 10 minutes and you're going to make... Pancakes? An omelet? Yeah. Omelets. French toast. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like, you always just go, oh, no, uh, sorry, honey, no time, and take like a bite of the corner of the toast and leave. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just have a pile of food there. It's like, that's on you, you make mom. 10 pieces of toast for no reason. Yeah. 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 And a big old stack of pancakes, a big old pile of bacon. Like, who are you feeding? <laughs> you have like your husband and a kid. Anyway. 
Um, so then we're to the film set. Now, this was interesting. I noticed a couple of things here. First of all, the director is a legendary TV director, James Burroughs. Now, he was born in December 30th, 1940 in Los Angeles. He has 135 directing credits, seven acting, but he's directed pretty much all of television. Uh, he directed every episode of Cheers, 75 episodes of Taxi, 32 episodes of Frasier, 15 episodes of Friends. But here's the thing. A lot of his credits, if you look at them, he's only directed one episode. And most of the time, it's the pilot episode of the series. Because, and I looked this up, the way that TV works, if you direct the pilot, you're basically setting the tone for the show, right? How the lighting's going to be, what lenses to use, uh, like the direction, basically how the show is going to be shot. And so you get then residuals for every other episode after that, even if you never direct another episode again of that series. Interesting. Yeah. So the majority of his stuff is just one episode, one episode, one episode, one episode. Like, that's the way to do it. Like, just direct the pilot. You're set. You're golden. You're golden. Everyone's going to know who you are after this. Um, And I think how they filmed this scene is they just went in, like, into the back of, like, the sets and just did it there. Because there is a box... Right over the director's shoulder that says Monica's something. It's cut off by a piece of wood. Oh, interesting. I did yeah. not notice that. I didn't notice that. I either. just go, noticed that this time. Go back and watch it. Yeah. I looked and said Monica's something. I'm like, hmm. Okay. Interesting. Um, so Joey hops in the shower, they get the shower going. He's he's praying the shower. Director yells cut because apparently he's clenching. Um and what's funny about this scene is if you look at Joey's shadow, you can tell that he's wearing shorts. Oh, uh, okay. Funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm always looking at his chest and like how cold that water is or how hot it is because his chest is red. It's like bright red. Is it? Where the water is hitting. Okay. I was uh, wondering that too. Yeah. I'm like, what is the temperature of this water? <laughs> yeah. Also, Matt LeBlanc, pretty, in pretty good shape this first season. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah very lean does not last no (laughs) for the run of the show but that's okay um so then we cut to chandler's room uh he is uh uh hang on oh yeah okay yeah he's he's lying in bed with aurora and um and there's a lot to look at here with Chandler's room and everything that's in there. There's all hot pod. Yes. There's a lot going on. Uh, some of the things I noticed, there's an Oscar Mayer wiener mobile. <laughs> there's a Mork stuffed animal stuffed plush, which you can buy It's vintage It's from 1979. I looked it up. You can buy it on eBay for like 20 bucks. Um, there's a, uh, his, his hamper is weird because it's part hamper, part basketball hoop. I noticed. You yeah. notice that? Mm-hmm. And so you have the net and then the, the, like the mesh for the hamper goes down and, and it's 
weird. It's weird. Was it like a big sport? I think that was a big sport in the 90s, basketball. It was. Yeah. A lot of people were like, have a specific team mm-hmm. that they yeah. enjoyed watching. And they keep trying to tell us that Chandler really likes sports. Like that, they keep trying to intimate that. Yeah, he just does not, that character does not seem like somebody who is athletic. No, no. Um, so other stuff he has, he has a basket, he has a lot of hats, he has a photo of Lou Costello above his bed. Yeah. Uh, and this I never noticed before, he has a figure of the Joker from 1989 Batman. I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a weird looking figure. It, it freaks me out. Yeah. Every time I see it. But it's there. Um, and so uh, they're talking about how Aurora has to get up and go because she's got to go meet Andrew. All of a sudden, like, who's Andrew? Right. How complicated would that be? So she's have... she's married, and then she's with these three other guys. That is just too many. That's just too... That's just... Yeah. What I like about it, though, they never... And and this would be a case like some other 90s sitcoms, but they never really, like... They don't really slut shame her. No, right? they don't. No, no. No. It's just... This is really inconvenient for Chandler, but they don't really do anything, you know, they don't go after her at all, really. No. no. Doesn't seem that, like. that stigma is coming back. There are a lot of people who are married who also are talking to somebody else or dating somebody else. Mm-hmm. That is coming. Polyamory. That's right. the word I was looking for. There, yep. It's coming back into circulation. Yes. Um, And so uh, they decide, you know, maybe it's uh, best if they... Go their separate ways. Um, this really confuses me with Chandler. Yeah. Because you can tell when he broke up with Janice in that last episode, he has commitment issues, but then he finds someone he really likes and then he wants to be with them. So then it's like... Pick a lane? Pick, yeah, pick a lane. I Do you want a relationship? Do you not want a one? commitment problem, but I think it's also like... I still want the monogamy. If I'm going to be in a relationship, I want to know that I'm the only one. All would make sense. I mean, if I were in Chandler's, Chandler's situation, I'll be honest, I just would have shut my mouth and just, you just you don't have, continue on. You just don't have the mental drain of a relationship. You get, exactly. all, the, you get all the fun parts of it. Exactly. You know what? I might as well just be a dude. <laughs> this is just, that's just how I feel. Like... It's draining being the main one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're back at uh, Monica. We're going to run through this episode really quick, but that's okay. I think our last one was pretty long. Well, this, it was a little under an hour. This episode is pretty quick. It bounces really yeah. fast. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's not a whole lot going on so to speak in this episode it's fairly self-contained but anyway so we're back at uh, monica's apartment and they're trying to make chandler feel better ross tries but of course it's ross so he fails uh he said you know you dumped her even though she was smart and sexy and beautiful and you know 
why did you do this? Um, and then Joey walks in and turns out he got fired because he acted too much. <laughs> I was going to bring this up. How hard is it to just stand like, there? Is, just stand. Is, yeah. Does there like a certain way you have to like pose your tush? I like, think you have to like hunch more or, like his way. Yeah. I don't know. I've never acted, so I, I don't. I, I, well, you just, actress. you just, no. no, you just stand there and just pretend to shower. Like that's, that's it. I mean, do you do like the whole, like Joey does like the whole lather yeah, thing or do you yeah. just stand there? Cause I'm assuming they're just filming your bum or are they filming your whole backside? I was, I mean, they was filming his whole back. So yeah. then, then I would see like the pretending yeah. to shower thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think that's the only time that Joey's ever been accused of acting too much mm-hmm. with a part. But <laughs> that's true, yeah. Yeah. Um. And so uh, Monica says she's gonna go to bed. Rachel says you're just gonna leave your shoes there in that haphazard manner. Manner, and Monica's like, "Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Can leave the shoes there. No problem." Uh, and then she has the bed. So then, there's a funny part where she's now laying in bed arguing with herself he's like well i don't have to go get the shoes i should go get the shoes I don't have to but you know what i could do take them get up really early put them back in the exact same spot now i've done this i've okay. i've done this very recently just a few weeks ago i made some food upstairs i i left you know, the pans and stuff out, didn't clean them up, fell asleep, woke up around three o'clock and I just sat there and argued with myself. I'm like, I really should go up and clean those because if I don't, she's going to come out. She's going to see them and make sure she'll clean them. I don't want her to clean up my mess. I should really go up and clean them, but maybe she won't. Maybe she won't clean them. Maybe... She'll just leave them for me. Then I'll just get up in the morning. And I sat there and argued with myself for about 15 minutes Mm -hmm. before I just got up and just just did it. And just did it. Yeah. I do that in the morning when I I usually pack all the kids' stuff at night for when I go to work and I take them to their grandma's in the morning. And I sat there after fall break and I was like, should I pack their clothes or should I just get up real early and do Mm -hmm. it? I don't yeah. know, cause I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to move. I didn't want to get out of bed. Do yeah. it. Yeah. I know how it goes. Yeah. Um, Monica seems to be putting a lot of stock into what her friends think. Right. Like, they, I'm pretty sure they don't care. They don't care. They're just giving her a hard time. I just think she doesn't want them to be right, cause she's going. I don't have to go get the shoes, but I want to. But if I do go get them. Then they're all going to say that I'm this strict, hard person. They're going to mock her. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that too. It seems it seems like it's a very... These six have a very toxic dynamic. They really do. They do. Yeah. Yep. It's like they mock each other mercilessly. You know, they, they, they're constantly making fun of each other. They... Well, let's talk to the one who has friends. Yeah, okay. That's normal. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Okay. If you're constantly like, oh, you're 
you're so great. You're so perfect. You're so wonderful. It becomes old. I mean, I get that, but when it when it gets to a point where it's disrupting your sleep because you're afraid of what your friends yeah, may say. I would say it doesn't disrupt my sleep. Their situation is a lot more exaggerated. Yeah. But, I mean, giving your friends crap is pretty normal. Well, yeah, and and I get that. I get that. Because um, I used to do it too back when I had friends. Um, but it just it just seems like it's like these guys can't do anything without somebody. Making fun of them for something. Yeah, making a comment, mocking. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like relentlessly mocking. We've yeah. seen it up until just you know now. They do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether it's you know the the laundry detergent or what they're wearing or something. Their smelly underwear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their dirty underwear. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Um. So let's talk about the worst and the best friend. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know either. I feel like it wasn't very clear in this episode. Well, let's focus on the worst. Um, so, our our usual nominee, Ross, he really didn't do anything in this episode. No, not really. No, this neither wasn't, did Phoebe. Neither did Phoebe. Rachel? No... I don't even remember Rachel in this episode. What does she even do? It's more of a Joey and Chandler episode. Episode, yeah. So I don't really know if we can categorize a good and worst friend. I'm going to vote all except Joey for one scene, and it's how mean they are to him after his play. Everyone refuses to say, hey, great job. Everybody just wants to go... You were in a play, mm. and they you just can dance. yeah, they just say those kinds of things to him, and he can already tell that they thought it was bad. So I'm gonna say all the friends except Joey in this episode, and Joey will just win by default. Well, that's a good point, mm-hmm. especially when they tormented Monica too with her habits. But Joey does get fired for really not doing his job well. That's true too. I don't. It's hard I mean, to Ch- Chandler for dating a married woman, but of course she was into it, so it wasn't. Her husband was also consenting. I guess her husband's kind of into it. Yeah. I don't really think there is. We can do it on on this one because there's just. I guess it's more of a Joey and Chandler kind of thing. And it was just a plain episode. If anything, yeah. it was kind of plain. Like, nobody really yeah. did anything. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of dialogue. There wasn't a whole lot of interaction between everybody. And it was a shorter episode. Yeah. It was a very short episode. Was there a best friend? No. No? No. <laughs> I say Phoebe. I think she cheers Joey up the most at the end. <sighs> See, I, I don't remember seeing a lot of... I just watched this this morning, but I don't remember a whole lot of Phoebe. Or a whole lot of Rachel. Hmm. Or a whole lot of Ross. It was... Yeah, it was like, it was, yeah, like you said, it was Joey Chandler and Monica, really. Yeah. Uh, I think we may have to leave this one blank. This may be the first time we leave this the this category blank, because I just don't, I don't think there is, it just, it just, this episode just is. I think they just needed to come up with something real fast. The writers. Like, yeah. we have to get out an episode. Who have we not highlighted? 
Right. Who do we not know the most of? Yeah. Because we've seen Ross, we've seen Rachel, and Monica. So, haven't let's, really let's had... focus on Joey and his acting career. Yeah. Haven't really had, like, a Phoebe episode yet. Nope. Not the yet. thumb episode. Oh, the thumb episode. Uh, yeah. So, we haven't really highlighted Joey or Chandler yet. Yeah. They're just kind of there. There. Okay. Well. And we can just say Joey and Chandler aren't really interesting. I put a... <laughs> in, in later episodes, yes. But this one, mm, I'll just put a big old question mark there. and yeah. They just kind of, you know, just like, okay, here are, we're going to spotlight this, but we got to make it real fast. So what can we do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Much, much like this episode of this podcast, this episode just is, and it's a shorter one. So there you go. Yeah. See, it's parallel. It all works out. But I do want to point out yes. a couple things. That I forgot to mention. Please. Okay. So, number one, I don't know if you've noticed in the last couple of ones we've done, Rachel is always the only waitress. Yeah. It's always Rachel. And then when she's not working, it's just our little friend Gunther, who we haven't heard from yet. Not yet. And then, secondly, you see in Monica and Rachel's apartment, they have shades. They're up higher, but they mm. have shades now. Now they have shades. Yeah. So I was going to say, that's when it comes in. You can see that they have shades up top. But Rachel is the only waitress. Interesting. That's a good point. Up until this episode, because there are, there's another, um, there's two other waitresses in this episode. But up until now, it was just Rachel. It was just her. Yeah, you're right. Her and Gunther. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I am wondering when Gunther is going to speak. When is he going to become... Like a character. Second season? Later this season? Like, I, I've i been trying to go back through the episodes and try to think, but I, I'm i drawing a blank. I can't think of when he first starts becoming a thing. I think it's the second season. Is it? I think so. When Ross kind of becomes more infatuated with Rachel. Right, right. That whole dynamic. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because then Gunther's like, ooh, Rachel. Right. <laughs> so maybe then. I don't know. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out. We um, shall see. But for now, uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. If you did, make sure to like us, share us around, subscribe to us. Um, yeah, we're pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, hopefully, you hopefully you're enjoying it. We are starting to reach out. I've been looking. We're 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 expanding, not just in the U.S., but we're going. People listen to us outside the U.S. So, can you see our listener count? Because I've wondered. Um, yeah, kind of. Yes. For those of you who are listening, thank you. Yes, thank you for listening. You guys are the VIPs. Um, but yeah, make sure to tune in next week to another episode. Uh, but for now, remember. We'll be there for you because you're there for us too.